Okay, today who we have here? Boy, well, we've got uh, we've got Zach, you from Zeph, from out there in uh, Lake Country, BC. He just, uh, I believe, for the first time, just went over to Europe and did, well, he did the Dortmund Supercross uh, last weekend over there in Germany. So we've got him on the phone here out there in, uh, well, he's not in BC. We'll talk to him about that. But uh, J uh, Zach, thank you very much for talking with us today. Yeah, hey, Billy. It's, uh, thanks for reaching out. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, man, like I say, um, we saw you on your social media, which is, like I say, something I want to ask you about because it looks, I know you as a pretty quiet guy, but you seem to be having an awful lot of fun on social media these days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought it would be time to kind of express that a little bit more, so gave it a shot. Okay, yeah, well, we'll uh, talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but uh, hey, where, uh, now, you, like I say, you... Uh, you live in Lake Country, BC, just outside of uh, Kelowna, but where are you right now? Uh, right now, I'm currently at the Manlock shop in uh, Watasquin, Edmonton. Okay, okay. Alberta. Well, yeah. Okay, well, I mean, I want to ask you about this later, but maybe since we did that, the segue is uh, the time is right right now. Uh, I mean, rumors were going around that man like, wasn't coming back. I spoke with Frank Lubke, and uh, he corrected me there. And uh, actually, Pat Shippett was supposed to give me a call and talk about the future and stuff. But uh, can you talk about anything right now or what? Um, I can't say much, but I can say uh, that I'll be fully supported by Manluck, and you will see me in the 250 class on a Manluck bike next year. Perfect. That's what I wanted to hear. Uh, yeah, just waiting for some more details from uh, from the team here before we make anything official, like you said there. But uh, good to hear that the rumors yeah. of the team disappearing were false, and Manluck is coming back racing. So that's cool that you have a home and uh, and others obviously too. So that's cool to hear. Uh, yeah, for sure. No, I'm I'm definitely excited to. Uh, continue with them next year and uh yeah looking forward to it okay well let's uh just uh since this is just an audio interview it's kind of i don't have to type anything i don't mind asking a few extra questions here so um what uh okay so the series ends what, what have you been doing up until you went to germany what have you been doing um i had a couple well the arena cross the amo arena cross series started up right. um there's a couple rounds so we went down to chilliwack and did those um that ended beginning of December, and after that, not much. It was just kind of, you know, off-season stuff and um, figuring out, trying to start a, a plan of when we're going to go training and stuff like that, but nothing had gone into motion yet, so we're just kind of hanging around. Okay. Now, how old are you now? Do you do anything for, uh, like, work on the off-season? Uh, I'm 21. Um, I... I have before, like a couple of years ago, I would do house insulation on the off seasons. But um, this year it was just kind of hard because we had finished in December and we were looking to go training and um, there was just a lot of things that we had to figure out. So it was kind of hard for me to get a job because I wasn't sure what was going to happen right away. Right, right. Okay, okay. I hear you saying, so you're not working is what you're telling us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm living the dream. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Okay, so then, uh, so that, so the uh, AMO Arena Cross happens, all that stuff. And then, um, how did this come up? I mean, I talked to Oscar Zamer. I'm not sure if you actually know him or not, but it doesn't sound like he was involved this time in, in you getting over to Germany. But normally I speak with him about who to suggest and who can go over there. But uh, it wasn't him this year. So, how did it come up with, how did this come up that you were going to go race the Dortmund round? Yeah, so it, it wasn't him. Um, actually, it was funny. We were 
me and my dad were just talking at the dinner table one night um, about opportunities of like either Europe or Australia. If something came up, that'd be really cool to go, you know, just talking around. And sure enough, next morning I wake up to a uh, Instagram DM from this team, the Mayor Yamaha Germany race team. And they had, uh, yeah, they reached out and they're just like, hey, you know, a couple of our riders got hurt. We're looking for a fill-in. And um, is that something you'd be interested in? And I'm like, no way. Like, this has got to be a joke or something. (laughs) And so, yeah, we just, we kept talking back and forth. And sure enough, I ended up going to Germany. (laughs) That's amazing. Did they explain anything else? Did they say like, uh, you know, did they have you in mind? You know what I mean? Like, how did it come up that they would ask you, you know, your indoor history isn't all that extensive you know what i mean so i wonder how that came up is there someone a a common friend they messaged me first on on a sunday and they're like hey the race is like uh next weekend and we need a rider (laughs) and i'm like okay like this is that's that's a quick turnaround you know so i got talking with them for the next couple days and a couple phone calls with them just like um how it's all gonna work what the deal is and stuff like that and um He's just like, yeah, you know, we want to give opportunities to guys to come over that haven't been here before. We were looking at the Canadian results, some outdoors, some indoors, arena cross, stuff like that. And, yeah, we just thought we'd give you a chance to come over. Man, okay, cool. So you agreed. And at that point, did you know it was going to be on a 450? Yeah, so he, he had initially said that, and <laughs> um, which I was a little bit skeptical of because, you know, obviously I don't ride a 450 and it was the new model as well, which I haven't ridden. And at that point it was, I was going to fly in the Thursday before the race, which leaves me, you know, less than 24 hours to get ready, turn around and Friday start racing. So it was a lot, a lot to take in. And I'm like, it's a pretty good opportunity though. So I don't want to let it down. Um, the more we got talking because the biggest thing of, you know, if I was able to go or not was I needed an FIM license. Right. And so I was waiting, I, you know, reached out to Courtney Lloyd and CMA and um, I was just waiting on that to determine if I could go or not. And um, so he's like, well, just, you know, keep in touch because we're running out of time here. <laughs> Slightly. And I'm like, I'm trying the best. I, could, I would love to come. Sorry, go ahead. I said, yes, no, slightly. It was a, like, for people that don't know, it was a Friday, yeah, Saturday, so, Sunday event, and you were talking Thursday here. Yeah, so at this point, it was already, like, um, it was the Sunday the week before, so then right. about Friday, it was, Friday was one week before the race, and I'm like, hey, I got my, C- or I got my F1 license, you know, I would love to come out, you know, as soon as I can fly out, I'll be there because there was an opportunity to ride on Tuesday before the race. And that was, that would be huge, you know, not just flying in and going straight to straight to the race with jet lag and all that type of stuff. So yeah. So Friday finally finalized that I was going to go drove to Calgary, um, Saturday and then flew out Sunday. Oh man. Oh, amazing. Okay. We'll talk, uh, talk about that a little bit. I mean, okay. So Dortmund, Germany, you fly over. I mean, what did they do? They took care of the flight, place to stay, picked you up at the airport and all that kind of stuff. What did, uh, how did they set that all up? Yeah, yeah. So they covered my flight out there. Um, I actually flew into Munich right? Um, because the race shop's about an hour away from there. It's in this small town called uh, Allersburg. 
So I flew in there. Um, yeah, they covered the flight. They met me at the airport, drove me back. Um, across from their race shop, they have, they own a couple apartments. So they had a place for me to stay. And um, yeah, it was really cool. And then just being there, like, you know, they covered the flights and the apartment leading up. And then at the race, they covered the hotel and all that, all that stuff. Nice. Okay. Um, now, what about teammates? You mentioned they had they needed riders. Something had happened. Did they have other of their regular riders, or did they fly a couple all new people in? Yeah. So they had one regular rider. He was the two fifty guy because I had originally asked him, like, you know, I'm normally a two fifty rider, and he said he was aware of that, but he was willing to just put me on the four fifty. <laughs> and um, so I'm like, do you have a two fifty? Uh, spot available but they already had a 250 rider and they didn't have an extra bike for me so that was why I rode the 450 and then they brought in another 450 rider from Australia um, to be my teammate too he had done a couple of the world supercrosses so yeah it was me and him on the 450. Okay so you mentioned an opportunity to ride on Tuesday so you got out there I mean obviously <laughs> some some pretty quick testing and, and changes if you had to make some but uh, so were you set up on like uh, supercross suspension and stuff on a 450 like this sounds like a lot of new for you oh it, yeah everything was new so I had gone the reason I went to Calgary to fly out um, from there was because I was meeting up from uh, meeting up with Pat and Pat had supercross suspension from the team for me oh wow. it was actually Quinn's Quinn suspension so I hadn't used that before and um yeah so then on test day it was you know it was a pretty quick process but the 450 was also brand new so it was super stiff um never ridden the model never ridden on the suspension then the dirt at this test track it was just crazy like there's no berms there it was in a barn <laughs> and it's probably one of the smallest tracks I've ever ridden. Like it was perfect for a pit bike. Oh man. And I was on a 450 in there and I'm like, Oh boy. So I'm like, there's no berms, man. Like what's going on? And he's like, just wait till you get out there. Like you can turn on this stuff. Like you've never felt before. Like you don't need a rut. You don't need a berm. You don't need anything. <laughs> so we spent a little bit of time just trying to figure that out. And it being so tight, with all the new stuff, like, yeah, it was pretty difficult. And then he mentioned that this track, he's like, the dirt at the race is going to be at least 50% more grippy than what I was riding on. And I'm like, there's no way. Like, this stuff is already the craziest stuff I've ridden on. Like, it just, you hook up so good, but it's not good. Like, it pulls the bike and it makes it handle completely different. Um, yeah, it's just super difficult. Yeah, no, everybody, I wish I'd spoken to you beforehand because I know uh, through many years of seeing people go over and ride this dirt, it is like that every year and everybody says the exact same thing. It's like Velcro and it, like you say, it causes it causes more problems than it solves, man. I mean, you just, land, if, yeah. if you've got your, your bars turned a tiny, your bike just goes where it just goes exactly where you point it, which is really hard to get used to. It's, uh, yeah, like you say, it's, it's literally 100% traction pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like the best way to describe it is riding on Velcro. Like you, you were you were sucked into the ground. It's it's crazy. Now, what about gear? Were you able to? Were you breaking in new boots too, or what were you doing? No, so the gear um, I was able to bring my all my own gear. It's just I needed 
um, plain jerseys because they were going to print my name and number once I got there. So I had gotten in contact with um, Danita White from Fox, and she was able to hook me up with a couple jerseys um, before I went, and it was all last minute. So I was super thankful that they were able to get that sorted out. And, um, yeah, so once I got there, then they had a couple guys, one like a couple of their regular guys that they bring in to print my new name and number that I was running for the, or number that I'll be running for the weekend and their sponsors as well. Right. It's kind of weird that you're number 15 over there. Yeah. So originally it was Ryan Brees that was going to come over there. Um, I guess he had been riding for this team for the last like 10 years. And so he was number 15 when he went over there and um, that's the graphics they had. And by time I finalized that I could come since it was only a week before it was, they ran out of time to get it all changed. So I just went with it. Okay. I guess it doesn't, doesn't really matter to you, I guess, but uh, okay. Yeah, it was yeah, kind of, to, it me, was, to me, it didn't matter. Yeah, it was, it was kind of cool, you know. It seemed like a bit of a weird year in that there weren't many, uh, I mean, there were a lot of the European Supercross regulars over there, but I think I saw like Zach Williams or something like that, but there weren't uh, weren't a lot of American riders flown in and stuff like that. So did you actually know, you must have known some of those some of those European names, or did you? Yeah, I mean, a couple of them, like Jordi Tixier, obviously, um, Cedric Subiros, you know, a couple of Australians like Matt Moss and Dylan Wells were there as well. Right. Um, I think I've seen Logan Letzel there in the 250 class. Yeah, you did. I think that's the only other American that I've seen. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's definitely quite a bit of big names in the 450 class. Right. So let's uh, yeah let's uh, let's talk about the racing. I mean, I, they they showed it live on their YouTube channel, which is kind of cool. I mean, it was in German, but uh, you kind of get the gist of what was going on. But uh, unfortunately, I don't yep. think I saw you out there very often. What uh, talk about the racing? What uh, how did everything go? I mean, the overall experience was really cool in Germany, but the racing was a little not so cool. <laughs> it was really difficult. Like like I said, the dirt was the the trickiest thing to learn. And being on a 450 with that much grip, the tightness, like there's a lot of new things and it was really difficult. So the track was not only grippy, but super soft because when they brought the dirt in, it was pretty moist. So it broke down a ton. So I just struggled like getting a flow on that track. Cause like you said, like you land and the bike will just pull you anyway. Like if there's a little rut, you're shooting off to that, mm-hmm. that side and the whoops, especially because once they got broken down, like each time your tire hits the whoop, it's pulling you a different way. And it's really hard to predict. Um, so yeah, I just I basically struggled, you know, in my qualifying sessions, which led to bad gate picks in the heat race. Um, and the, the the way the gate was set up, like if you're not inside, it's almost impossible to get a good start from the outside. Like everyone just drifts out there. So almost every time I was pretty far outside. Um, and then it's just it's a short race, and you're stuck in the back, like. It was just hard to, you know, move through and get a good flow and stuff like that. So I ended up going to the LCQs and, yeah, same thing, like just starting in the back and, you know, trying to make my way forward a little bit. But it was just every time on the track was, you know, pretty difficult for me. 
Right. So you, I mean, obviously they did the, uh, before the mains, they would do those introductions. So I would kind of come checking out and I'm like, oh, okay, are they going to say Zach? Nope. <laughs> so he, unfortunately you yeah. didn't make it into the yeah. mains, right? Yeah. So obviously you want to go over there and, you know, make it in, but so it's pretty disappointing. I, all three of the guys on the team, actually, even the, um, the main 250 rider, he's from Germany as well. He didn't make it in and, mm. uh, me and the Australian didn't make it in either. So it's no joke over there. Like, you know, those guys are legit and those guys know how to ride that dirt. And that's a huge advantage. Like coming over there, it's just, it's just so different. Right. For sure. Hey, hey, I got to mention, you mentioned the whoops and stuff like that. You teased us with that video clip and then you cut it <laughs> off right before you went over the bars. What, uh, what was the result of that video? Yeah. <laughs> the video, um, like the actual full video is my brother filming. And, um, when I went over, he kind of threw his arms up in the air anyway, so the camera didn't really get it. So I'm like, oh, I'll just cut it off there and tease these guys. But I just rode the front wheel and then went over the bars into the corner. But I had a couple of those. I, the whoops were a struggle, but I was good. I was a little bit sore. My wrist is a little jammed up, but I, I come all good. So. Okay. Well, how was how about the uh, relationship you made with that uh, the team? I mean, they must have understood that so much was new to you there and everything. They couldn't have been too upset or anything. How was How was that all? Yeah, no, it was really good. Like, um, the main guy that reached out to me is the team owner's nephew. And, um, he's a, he's a cool guy, you know, he was super helpful and made sure that I had everything that I needed and, you know, was comfortable and, you know, did everything we could every time I went out to try and give me tips or, you know, suggestions to try and make the bike a little better, but he was good. And then I had, um, a mechanic or my own mechanic. Um, he was also super cool. He actually lost his voice like the day before we left to the race. So that, that made it, he was pretty uh, frustrated uh -huh. just because he would go to say something and his voice wouldn't be there. So that was a little difficult, but he was super cool. And um, the team owner and, and his, and him, his wife was super nice and accommodating. And yeah, like our pit set up, like we had, a good rider's lounge and, um, you know, food set up. And, yeah, it was it was a really cool team and experience. Nice. So at the, at the end of it, you're kind of like, uh, they say, maybe we can, if so, if it comes up, you would do it again sort of thing? Yeah, I would. I mean, um, he, they obviously knew that it's like nothing I've ever done before. And, and they kept mentioning that. So That's because cool. going in, it was kind of hard for me to, like, I didn't know what they expected out of me. But... Um, obviously I try my best and you know that's all you can do so when we were leaving he just mentioned he was like yeah you know you know um, we'll keep in touch and you know see how it goes so that might lead to something next year I would definitely love to go back so I guess for now we'll just wait and see nice now I know they they also I would go just go back just go back and watch. I would just go back or try to go back on a 250. <laughs> yeah, there you go, for sure, man. Get a few more days of practice in. Yeah, exactly. Now, what about uh, they, the program's kind of interesting. They spend a lot of time building up and, and, and talking to the fans and getting the fans going and the freestyle stuff. How is the program and how are the fans and the atmosphere and everything? It's really cool. It's like a party over there. Like, those fans just get so into it. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. Like, before the night show starts, like everyone starts filing in and they got music playing and it's just like, it's a really cool atmosphere and, you know, keeps you 
pretty loose because it's like, you know, it doesn't feel like something serious is coming up. Yeah. And then they have their opening ceremonies and it, they go all out like a crazy light show and yeah. performers and music and everything. Like it's a full on entertainment show that they're putting on and it's really cool. Like it's so loud. The fans just love it over there. Like they got their air horns and screaming and it's pretty cool to be in. Like the, the stadium was sold out almost every night. So it was packed and um, yeah, like they get, they get the fans revved up and you know, the announcers during the freestyle show, like even after the first night, um, the last 450 main event was at like 12 o'clock at night. And then they had a freestyle <laughs> show after that. And it's like yeah. 1230 and they're getting the crowd to do the wave and the crowd, like ev no one left and they're still just going nuts. Yeah, that's what I thought was weird. I was watching it. The whole thing was over, and all of a sudden they're announcing more freestyle. I was like, "What? what is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely different. Nice. Now, what's, uh, I know you probably uh, picked up some Russian uh, from your folks or whatever, but uh, do you speak – how was your German? Uh, I, I knew. I had nothing. I learned a couple – a couple words from the team and I would just say it and they would laugh just because I kept saying it in like <laughs> the worst times possible. Like when I knew it wouldn't even make sense just to kind of joke around. But <laughs> yeah, I, uh, we would walk into stores or different places and just try and see if they spoke English. Nice. Well, which a lot of them of course do. I mean, kind of have to, but yeah, yeah, they do. All right. Hey, no. Okay. So, um, I saw again, you're, uh, having some fun on the social media stuff. Did you get out, uh, like some sightseeing, get some restaurants? What did, what did you get to do? Um, we actually didn't get that much time just because, so I flew in on the Monday or Sunday, but I got there Monday, their time. Mm -hmm. And, um, Tuesday we went to the track and that was basically all day. Wednesday we spent, Wednesday we had a day off, but in the town that I was in, it was pretty small and we didn't have a ve like our own vehicle to tour around with. So we kind of just checked out what the little town had to offer and, you know, a little bit of the buildings and stuff, but there really wasn't that much after mm -hmm. you walked through it. And then Thursday we drove to the race, which was a five hour drive. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday was racing. So didn't have that much time to go full tourist mode, but um, definitely seen a couple of things on the way, like the drive and stuff like that. Okay. What, have you been to Europe before and stuff? I haven't. No, this was the first time. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Yeah, that's always that's always fun. Okay, so uh, I guess yeah. now what? You're just talking about you're with uh, hanging out with the Man Luck team and stuff like that, trying to make your plan, but do you know what you're going to do? Where, where will you train? Do you guys go to California, Florida, the Carolinas? What do you guys do? Uh, that's kind of what we're figuring out right okay. now. Just trying to get a game plan of um, where we're going to head down to go train. Um, we're just getting a couple of bikes ready right now. So, yeah, that's basically it. Okay. So with uh, Quinn moving on, are you allowed to say who your teammates are yet? No, you'll have to talk to Pat for that. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to I was going to bluff and see if I could fake you into saying who it was, but yeah, I won't do nope. that to you. No, won't fall for it. Okay. Um, do you, hey, do you have any plans, like, I mean, off-season, do you have any plans of, uh, if, say, you're going to Florida, would you mess around with an idea like doing Daytona or the Tampa uh, race that they have the Thursday before Daytona, anything like that? 
Um, yeah, I would like to. Right now, there's nothing set, but um, if something comes up, or you know, when we figure out when we're going down, then you know, if the opportunity arises, then maybe I would. You know, I'd definitely like to try some supercrosses or something like that. But yeah, we'll just have to see. All right. Now I know we're in the middle of winter here and stuff, and I know you're you're a new cycling guy, man. You love you got the cycling bug. Have have you been getting out on the bike, or what do you do in the winter? You got the got this whiff going. What do you got? What do you do for training? Um, I do have like a set of rollers and stuff. Oh, oh that's that right, you're a rollers guy. Pretty, yeah, some might have seen on my Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just you know, in the gym and stuff like that. Um, my rollers are at home, and I've been kind of you know, bouncing around different places. So I really haven't been able to do that much cycling. Um, so mainly it's just been stuff in the gym right now, trying to, you know, keep in shape. Right. Have you got no, have you got going no hands dialed on your rollers yet? Have you tried it? No, no, that, that's a death wish right there. Come on. That's your next, that's your next step. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't had the best luck with the rollers, but we'll get there one day. No, I know it's, it's, you think you're never going to get, it's like snowboarding. You think you're never going to get it. And next thing you know, you're a professional. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate you uh, taking some time there. Um, I wish we knew a little bit more about your 2024, but we'll know soon enough, I guess. Yep. Yep. Just stay on the lookout. Hmm. <laughs> All right, cool, man. Well, um, yeah, again, yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, it's cool that you got the chance to go over there. That's, uh, you know, it didn't go great, like you said, big deal, right? But uh, looking back in the future, that's going to be something that you'll never forget. So that's really cool you got that opportunity. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm glad I got the opportunity, and it was a great experience. And like you said, the results might not have been the best, but either way, it's better than, you know, not taking the chance to go. So I'm glad I went, and um yeah, Europe is sweet. Yeah, and I mean, you're still young, and you're already making, uh, you make friends around the world, and you've always got places to go and things to do, so it's kind of a, that's the important part you might not realize yet, but you will, uh, you certainly will soon enough, man, but uh, yeah, it's cool that you're making those connections. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's always good to connect with other people and teams and stuff like that, so the more the more connections you have, the better off you're going to be. Yeah, for sure. All right, dude, we'll, uh, we'll let you get going here, and um, yeah, I guess you know what we need to do. We need to ask you to thank. Who do you want to thank? We'll uh, end it on that like we always do. Yeah, I'd like to thank um, the whole mayor racing team over there um, for reaching out and giving me the, this opportunity. Then again, um, thanking Fox um, JC and Danica for hooking me up, getting me sorted out before the race. As that vision, um, the whole Manlock team, you know, Frank and Pat for letting me go over there and do this and giving me the stuff that I need to go, and the rest of the sponsors that go along with the team and everyone that helps my program. Yeah, for sure. I'd like to thank everyone. All right. Well, hey, again, yeah, thanks for taking this time to take us through that. Uh, not everybody was able to watch it perhaps but then now they kind of know what uh, what you went through and how it went and that's kind of an experience that you had which is really cool first time over there so we appreciate you taking us through yep. it all and uh man we'll watch for you whatever you're doing next and uh, definitely at round one in the summer sounds good all right thanks Zach. we'll talk to you soon yeah thanks bye okay bye